Welcome to the Creativity Cocktail. This is Winston. I'm here with Megan Coca. Hey, Megan. What's up? Thanks for coming back to the podcast. So for all of you who don't know, Megan is part of the Rising Tides Charity, which is which is the organization that powers the Creativity Cocktail. And she really helps us with coordinating a lot of the guests and the scheduling and all those kind of things. Because as of today, everyone, for those of you who listen all across the world, this is our 90th episode. And so I am so honored to have Megan, one of our team members, be part of this conversation today. So Megan, that I, I'm thankful to you from the bottom of my heart to be part of what we do. That's awesome. So Megan, we're going to do what we always do. So as part of our organization, Megan and I get to talk a lot. And so we're going to talk about some of the things that's going on with her. But like in every single episode, since the beginning of the pandemic, and I'm hoping that one day someone will listen to this and go, what pandemic? Right. <laughs> exactly. I can't remember what that was. But I asked, what? You know, what was that? And so, so I ask this question all the time about how you're doing. How are your family's doing? Your your husband, your two girls. How's everyone in your family doing? I know the pandemic affects us all in one way. Mm-hmm. Or so tell us about what's going on with you and how you're dealing with things. Well, I mean, we have been trying our very best. We take it day by day, really starting to rethink some of our things. Like instead of preparing for a week in advance, I mean, I can kind of do that with groceries, but. We just do it day by day. Uh, as of yesterday, my daughter came home with a Beacon of Passion Award uh, for inspiring children in her classroom to stay positive, to keep smiling and finding the special joys of everything that they're doing. The teacher said that even during her math lessons, she's smiling. <laughs> and that made me feel so good because every day I'm like, uh, Danielle, it doesn't matter how hard it gets. You just keep smiling and try to find the joy in your journey. And if you can figure that out now, because it's taken your mom every bit of 37 years to figure this out, <laughs> you're going to soar so fast wow. than your mom and dad are. <laughs> That's so awesome. And, so, so everyone out there, Danielle has all given us a lesson. So yes. where you are. As far as making sure that you was a beacon of passion, passion. So everyone yeah. have to be a beacon of passion coming directly from Danielle Coker this morning. Right. <laughs> 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 and tell you that passion has to really drum it up sometimes. Get right. ready for school. Yeah. But um, you know, so we've had some our own little health scares here and there. But um, I have learned to just keep my mind just really simplify life just for for a minute right now. And so that's kind of what the pandemic is. And then another thing that we do every day is bubble up. And um, a lot of people don't know what that is, but I have, uh, even before Danielle goes to school, I said, okay, Danielle, let's bubble up. And, and uh, she puts her hands up in the air and, and we'll say bubble up, bubble up, bubble up in the name of the father, in the name of the son, in the name of the Holy spirit. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And what you're you're doing is setting the intention to encase yourself, so you're not taking on anyone's energy. Yeah. You're staying in your space. You're keeping it positive, and it's kind of like a a repellent from the negative energies because so many times you can't 
can't do anything. We can't go see movies. Um, we want to go somewhere and we get a notice that someone has turned up positive that we have recently been connected to. So we have to quarantine for that weekend or for it's, that time frame it's is. Great, and it's a great concept, Bubble Up, because there's so many stimuli. Even before the pandemic, there were so many things coming at us. But yeah. now these days, if you get too immersed in that stuff and you are empathetic and you're feeling it all, it can all happen. All the time. And, you know, as opposed to saying, let me shield it or let me take what I can and use it like a, you know, like a positive way and reverse it and giving it back out. I got to tell you, that has got to be hard for many of us, don't you think? Oh, I have to. Yeah. I mean, and you're going to know that you don't bubble up because some there's some mornings when I bubble up, I just take a big sigh of relief. Like I actually feel the difference <laughs> because we're all, we're all moving and we're all taking on everybody's uh, woes or upset or even their joys. And, and, and so it, it gets overwhelming. Life gets overwhelmed because we're your outlets that you once had. You don't have them. Yeah. And yeah, I tell you, um, I've always been a person that has tried to feel what's happening around me. And these days, and part of it could be the isolationism. I'm not an isolated person. I like to be up and about and doing things. But after a year, I've become reflective about how how people are feeling probably more attentively than even before. Like every single person that I engage with at any point, because most of it is like this, right, in some kind of form, or right. talking via technology. I just got to understand how they're doing because the reality is that there's 7 billion people right now who are going through a trauma at the same time. Yeah. You know, and we've got a legacy of traumas that we've done throughout the history of mankind. And this one won't be forgotten because this is probably one that in history books will say this is probably one of the few that almost every single country on the earth got affected by it. And so what you shared about, and I want to talk about this, about spirituality, what you shared about us having this collective consciousness that we're all in it together. Yeah. That's the lesson from the virus. If the virus droplet is floating in the air, it doesn't care who it gets to. No. It doesn't it doesn't say, Oh yeah, you're from this part of town, you're from that country, you're from that ethnic group, you're from that it's like I just gotta get you, I gotta survive, I'm the virus. Right. And so then take you. That's right. <laughs> and so as a human being, it's a lesson there that you know, you hear it a lot of time from politicians that our similarities are more than our differences and that kind of thing. It's true because the virus don't care. The virus is not, not care. The virus is not going to other creatures the same way it's going to us. Well, and it just keeps getting stronger too. It keeps morphing. It wants you to know. Survive. It wants to survive. Yeah, it want to survive, and and it just, yeah. just does. You know, it's but fighting for its relevance. That, that's right. <laughs> you know? So thinking about spirituality, and you and I talk about this a lot. Uh, it's the center of all that we are as people, and, and it's the center of all of the organizations, the Rising Tides Charity. I, I don't get involved in an organization unless there's a spiritual core about what we're trying to do. Um, and if it's just about getting money or just about something that's surface, I, I can't do it. Um, yeah. But I really wanted to get your sense as to how you're dealing with things spiritually. I know that you talk to other people about their, you know, their spiritual path and that kind of thing. Can you walk us through that a little bit? 
Yes. Um, first, I always want to try to, most of the time when people come to me, they have an immediate situation. And it, it has developed into, this is absorbed my whole life. How do I get out of it? And the first thing I always say is, let's just stop and pray for just a second. We need to have a safe place to talk because so many times you talk to so many people, you need to be able to have your, 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 your place. Because this place we're going to talk with God and we're going to talk with you and we're going to connect and we're going to work these things out. In order to hear his voice, we're going to have to be calm and still for just a second. And so we do. Um, and the thing about it is, is so many people are like, well, I, don't, I really know. I haven't prayed in so long. I really don't know where, where to start. And I said, you know what? It's okay. The intention is here. I said, I'll pray for us. And I just quiet our minds. And they're normally pretty still and pretty nervous. And you can pretty much sense where they're at. And their heart beats is you know beating and they're you know they they you're going to be hearing things you don't want to hear but out of every single conversation i have the first thing i always get intuitively is please tell them they are so loved right now and normally that just starts breaking out tears because so many times people want to be loved and they and um it's such a tender topic and it seems so simple but when you're hurting and you're carrying all your pain, you want to know, does someone see, does someone see that I'm carrying this? Does somebody see my burdens? Does somebody appreciate the sacrifice that I'm making to succeed and see how hard I'm working? Yeah. And once they understand that, yes, we're so proud of you and we love you and we're so thankful you're here. And, you know, why don't we, why don't we first just want to start off by saying thank you and you are so loved and we're so proud of where you've come from, come from your very beginning all the way to your now. And once they realize that all the mistakes that they considered mistakes were just lessons of contrast and there was no disappointment on God's end. It was like, you're, you're, you're coming a little bit closer to me. You're coming a little bit closer to me. And I have felt that way with my own personal life. So when I talk with them, I'm not only talking with them in a way where the Lord has asked me to, but from my own experience of care, like this is no judgment ground. There's no, there's no judgment ground right now. Yeah. You know, God has given us so much, right? And we as human beings have spent so much time trying to negotiate with God, trying to say, oh yeah, well, those human beings don't need to be loved. Or well, those kinds of people are different than right. we are. I mean, it's not true. No. It's not true. We're all here at the same time. And it's taken us a long time to get to this point, quite frankly. The fact that most of us on the earth, despite what the news might say, understands that we are really here to be with each other. We, we, it, we've gotten to this point where we now understand that better. And there's, there's a time where we got to continue to make sure that message is there so we don't let some of the things that's happened in our past, because there's been some terrible things that's happened in, in human history where we've tried to negotiate with God. So whether it's things like the rise of Nazism or slavery, yes. all of yeah. those things, or us trying to negotiate with God about who we are as human beings. And God wins all the time. Yeah, He, he just does. And we as human beings are resilient. Like we're going to beat the virus, right? 
But then there's going to be another thing that comes about. So how do we as human beings take the lessons of what we know now and come together? That's, right. I think that's what happens. And at the same time, the, the example you just shared, Megan, you know, I've, I've felt that not directly, but I've had so many people close to me. I've had friends, people that are part of my church who have lost people, fathers and brothers and mothers and sons. And I'm just saying to myself, my gosh, this is horrible. You know, you always watch these movies, right, where the movie starts over something bad happens to somebody and they're a kid. And then they grow up and the same thing follows them as they grow up in the movie. Follows them, yeah. Yep. There's so many, we're all living that movie. Yeah. We're all yes, in that we movie are. at the same time. We're all in the movie at the I'm same so time. Cons- I'm so concerned. I'm concerned about us, obviously. But my concern even grows harder sometimes. Or even I think about people like Danielle or my niece, Ruby, who are like yeah. four years old and those kind of things. They're resilient, too. They're strong people. They are, they are, they are growing up in a time. None of us can say to them, when I was young, <laughs> none of us can say to them ever again, because they're growing up in a time that no, no other grown person can talk about. Because, no. Well, I mean, and society has set them up to make decisions, fast decisions. Oh, yes. You know, um, and so much overload of censorship on so many things, because you have their, you my know, their computers. My, and My niece has three tablets. she has one from the school she has the very first ipad that i bought in 2010 which still works but can't get updated from apple but i bought it like (laughs) so i gave it to her i gave it still going still working 2010 and then she's got an amazon tablet she's got three tablets so she gets to sit there all day and decide which one she's which one yeah, which one? That's it. I mean, that's Danielle. She's just sitting there just rolling up. Which game am I going to play? I said, well, let's look at the games. If there's anyone that's punching anybody, hitting anybody, that's a no, okay? That's a no. You get to learn that all through life. You don't need to figure all that out right now. But if you want to pick out an outfit, if you want to do farming. Yeah, but to, um, that, to that point, though, their, their learning is so accelerated. My yeah. four-year-old niece knows, like, where countries, all of the countries are all over the world. Like, That's right now. Good. Like, how does she know that? Because she's exposed to geography and all these things. She can learn things fast. And I'm saying to myself, wow, that coupled with this traumatic time, they're going to have a totally different experience than we are. So I'm hopeful. Way different. So yeah. I'm saying I was concerned, but my concern has turned into hope because I think that they're, they're poised because the human brain is super powerful. And yeah. it, 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 it will overcome that. So Danielle and Ruby are going to be telling us stuff here in a few years. You know, I'm, I'm talking, seeing Ruby as president and Danielle as VP. Because she ain't that far with her states yet. <laughs> Ruby's got definitely an edge. <laughs> they, they, they definitely are. So I know you've been, you've, you've been an actor, you've been in lots of different things. Tell us a little bit about how that's going for you. I know you've taken a step, you know, um, to the side for the moment. Tell us about anything you've got upcoming with that. Well, um, recently, I've just been really working with the UK mostly right now uh, because we already had an established link where we weren't in person to begin with. So it was mainly focusing on filming our content on this end and sending it over. And um, 
So right now there's a couple of projects in sight. Just right now it's just the scripts are being developed. And um, so I'm mainly focusing on voiceovers at the moment and just submitting my applications in and then focusing also on my uh, personal business of, um, you know, so it, it, it is, it's been, it's been a, a barrage of things when the opportunities come. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's tricky. It's tricky because I think the voiceovers right now are for going to be my best bet because with the COVID you only can have a certain amount of people and then the traveling. And, um, so I'm allowing in my mind, because I live outer city for those that are in the city, well, I'll give those opportunities to them because they can go directly to those sites and beyond. Whereas you know, for me, I'd be waiting in my car or whatnot and things like that and burning gas. I'm just trying to think of the most economically. I'm so um, interested in the voiceover. You're, I've heard a, a few of our guests recently talk about work in the voiceover area. And I personally, I, I would have a dream to do like a voiceover for somebody's audiobook. That would be great. So tell us about how you got involved in that. Well, I just, it just started basically with working um, with some of the things that I would do overseas. And I'd have people come up to me and just uh, email me or reach out to me like, hey, I really like your voice. Would you do my my first uh, animation? Sure, I'd love to. Or um, they hear a couple of things. And so right now I'm just seeing what opportunities I can submit my application to. Um, luckily, I have a studio down the street I can always use if I need to. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that kind of opens up some, you know, avenues you just never know what's going to happen. That's so, cool. I think yeah. I love about the creativity cocktail is that we talk to so many people who do so many different things, and voiceover work is a great kind of lining when it comes to the pandemic. You know, it's just really awesome that there are so many ways that we can get involved and be creative these days. And well, you close yeah. your eyes and you just feel the character. That's you know? right. Your voice is just your. By the way, your voice is fantastic. So. What's that thing that people do this day? What's that acronym? ASMR. Is that what you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like that soothing voice kind of thing? Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. yes. With those meditations and things like That's that. Right. Like hey, that. why not? You're going to laugh at me if my other, my <laughs> other uh, hobby, and it's just only here recently because I, I had to uh, keep my feet up for a little bit. Yeah. I have it right here. You're going to laugh. You're just so going to laugh because you just can't see MC doing this. <laughs> Yeah. coloring <laughs> you are not the only person i know who does that um sherry my wife does that and she loves that she she i'm telling you it has been therapy for me for a little bit because it has stopped me <laughs> she's got a she's got a whole library of coloring books that she does and really then, yeah and then i think you have found out that you can do some of those on an ipad and once she found out about that that was a whole nother thing Oh, that's a whole new world. I yeah. didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see how I just stopped for a minute? Yes. <laughs> yes, that is a cool thing. You know, it's something that I remember because I, I used to write and draw comic books when I was a kid. And you, you, I used to learn how to color them, which led to me ultimately being doing a lot of paintings associated, you know, just being yeah. painting and that kind of thing. And it's so interesting to see how technology has affected that where now something like a comic book is sort of like a movie 
it, it's got special effects in a comic book when it comes to coloring. People don't paint comic books anymore. They no. they use digital coloring, and, and it comes out, and it looks, you're like, oh, my gosh, it's just a thing. Like a, Well, written, I mean. Was it like a, I would, like a special effect kind of situation? Oh, oh yeah. You can add sounds to it. Um, the motions. It's not, it doesn't ruin your hand with carpal tunnel. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I do paint, but when I had my girls, I said to myself, well, I'll just teach them. They have to not touch the paint. Yeah. Right. That's not yeah. going to work. You yeah. know, Sounds I like mean, adventure. yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. It gets their hands and it's and it's oil based paint and everything. And I just said, mm. you know what, we're going to keep it simple for right now until you guys get a little bit older and know how to listen. You know, we're going to. Oil based paints. <laughs> yeah, oil based paints. That takes a long time to dry, if I remember correctly. Very I, much so. I think I've only done one or two things in my past with oil. I think I transitioned over to acrylic, and I love that. And I got this whole setup in my in my you know one of the areas of my house with this easel and a big giant canvas sitting there. And I mm. walk by that thing all the time. I was like, dude, you got to go ahead and do it. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> the possibility. <laughs> and, and I remember doing something one time. This was years ago when I first purchased this home. And I did it and I thought it was horrible. And then my wife went and she said, oh, my gosh, that is so phenomenal. I was like, oh, gosh, that is the worst thing ever. Which is what, you know, what we as artists do, right? We like, sure, oh. we nitpick at our stuff. <laughs> Just gross. <laughs> and then she has a frame. <laughs> yes, and so I didn't. I was like, I gotta hide this. Next thing you know, this is gonna be in the front, you know, entrance to the house or something. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta put this somewhere else. I gotta go somewhere else. So, do you think that your your kids have like some artistic and creative kind of? Danielle start, yeah, because Daniel started to copy me. So I have a. She sees me um, when I meditate and I pray. I had I've been doing a prayer journal for about um, well, see, I can tell you right now. I think I started this back in two thousand uh, and um, I just been writing in the journals, and it's my prayer journal. And I will scroll back and see my growth, and that's really neat. But she. She took herself a for Valentine's Day. She recently got a, a about a book about this size, so wow. she colors in it every day a picture. That's and cool. I said, I said Danielle, I said if you you know we'll we'll select some of the good ones. I said maybe we can make you know those positive books that you know people buy for hosting gifts or whatever. Maybe we can publish that, and you can have your positivity uh, a positive book for people. Um, to look at your nice pictures and things. So I have actually started um, putting together a little booklet. We're only four pages in, but I mean, it's a start. Wow. And, um, you know, we're hoping, I'm hoping that she, she sees the final product. It's just about not really knowing for her. She doesn't know the process. So it's just like, okay, just keep on doing these drawings. I don't know if they're going to go anywhere, but then I'll put them together and I'll print it off and I'll put it in a sheet. And then I'll save it and put the page number, and then she actually starts to see them come together. So she's getting a little bit encouraged. Wow, um, that's awesome. So we'll see. We'll see what comes from it. I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, the prayer journal. 
um, as a person who's been journaling for a long period of time, I've migrated from journal journals like you just described um, or you just showed to journals where I've um, where I capture it and I use my iPad and I use the Apple Pencil and I write it in a journal, um, mm -hmm. electronic journal, and then I make sure it gets saved in certain places. So I've been doing it for 20 years and I always... I shouldn't say always. I, I started this because I heard a, a, a preacher years ago share this thing as far as kicking off your journal every day. And I write it at the top of my journal every single day. And it's, mm. Lord, I need you. Please give me your strength for today. Then mm. I start writing in my things that I'm grateful for. I always pick three things. And I try to make sure that there are three, because, you know, you can keep writing the same things every day. Um, three things that are unique or things that happened yesterday that I'm grateful for. And sometimes there are not things you would think. There are contentious things. Like, you know, there was some call that people were called, they were all up in their feelings and I had to dissuade or calm down the scenario. Um, so I spend time doing that and then I talk about the things that I want to get accomplished today that are in service of someone. And sometimes it's not a lot. Sometimes it's like I got to call back such and such because they reached out to me and they wanted to get some advice. But to me, that's how I kick it off. And some days the journals are long. And, you know, and, you know I'll take a snippet from the, um, the, the Bible, from you know, the electronic Bible, because um, I'm spending some time um, digging into John, with, you know, Book of John with some colleagues. And I'll take a snippet of it and I'll try to understand it, read it very slow, try to understand what that means. And what that means as far as what that means to the human beings, you know, mm -hmm. and how it can mean to help other human beings. Because that's what the whole point is of right. God coming here and saving us from our sins is so that we can make sure that we're helping other people. It's just not about us. Yeah. About him. So tell us a little bit about your prayer journal as much as you can without telling us what's in it because <laughs> it's your oh, journal. No. <laughs> so. It's fine. I mean, I also have the to bring context it's right here i have my gratitude book oh fantastic and i know where did you get that from this. you get that from that I, <laughs> no i ordered this on amazon and uh what's neat for me is I, I write it all in french so my daughter if she wants to really read my stuff she's gonna have to learn some language oh. so but um i have that there for my gratitudes to just always start off and my prayer journal, I started on um, one of my social media pages. It, I was led to maybe share some of my thoughts on how I start my journal because my prayer journal is me talking with God because for me, when I write it down, I feel like I'm making a more conscious effort of sealing it and stoning. And um, truly, like, you have my focus because... I feel, I hear, I have so many distractions that I can pray and then fall asleep or I can do certain things. But I, I always want to show that this is my intention is to just truly spend some time here with you, Lord. And so, uh, so many times my heart will just go out to him in certain ways where I've, I've passed through. And, um, you know, it was a song and, and I'll tell them, you know, what, what scripture should I go to? You know, I've only been in 
church since I was a little girl, you know. So for me, it almost became like a routine rather than an enriching thing for me. And as I got older, I started to recognize um, how much I needed it uh, to apply it to my life. And so I have my just my regular Bible. It's actually my grandmother's Bible. And what's touching for me is that I have had some hard times and the Bible just opens up. And I'll and it just literally falls in front of me the certain pages because after I've already asked Lord Lord where do I go the Bible just literally will open up to me in a way where I already had my grandmother's date on a passage that I'm struggling in that I'm looking at now and I just have tears that just come down like okay I'm not alone on this you know I know that my grandmother's right here with me and um, I really have been studying the Book of Psalms Psalms 37 and how to stay encouraged when you're disappointed. When, when life has so many disappointments, how do you keep yourself encouraged? And what does that look like? And, um, and, how, and how do you do that not only for yourself but for others where you take the focus off your pain and you just recognize, like, I'm hurting so bad. And the best way for me to, to do this, to get through my pain, is to bring healing to someone else. And um, so those are the things that I'll start writing down and. And then um, some of the touching things for me, I'll post on my social media page, only in my story, because I want, I, I, they're really intimate comments for me, and not everybody's going to appreciate them a certain way. So and if your, you stories, in, your stories go after a certain period of time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So they're not, they're, they're, for that, they're only for that moment um, that someone has decided to click on them. And um, so many times, um, I will post post something out there because I'm like, you know, if, if if it touches me, it might, it might help someone start their their writing because all you need is just a little beginner's sentence. And then often your heart will just pour out, you know. Yeah, you make me physically, you make me think about the physical Bible that I have. I have it close by me. Um, I think it's in my other place right at the moment. But every time I'm feeling that way, I take that Bible, and the reason why that Bible is so important to me is that it was given to me by um, my aunt, my mm. aunt whose name is Ruby. Yeah. Oh, is, is your niece named after named after yes, her? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's precious. And it's a it's a King James version, and so when I look mm. at my electronic Bible, a lot of the guys in my groups give me a hard time because they're looking at different other. You know, types of um, things, American Standard or something like that. And, and yeah. I keep looking at the King James because every single time, as much as this Shakespearean, you know, in the way it's set up, is that the way you read it, it, um, it reminds me of my Aunt Ruby. And she, oh, was, I mean, and she was such a courageous person. And she mm-hmm. was so, and her courage has translated to her daughter, my cousin Rhonda, who's one of the most courageous people I know. And I always try to say, I wish I could be as courageous or I try to be as courageous as Aunt Ruby mm-hmm. because she just did whatever she needed to do to help other people in this life. And, um, and being that way and thinking about the Bible and connecting it to a person, for me, and it sounds like for you, um, mm-hmm. your grandma, is just such an important thing. I think sometimes people discount the Bible. So, oh, yeah, I don't know this or that, or this, or that, or whatever it was, and they try to get super literal with everything. It's, it's, it's a powerful example of the fact that God came here for us. Yeah. Don't make it all tricky. 
don't try to interpret it just like every single moment of every single thing. You know, you can't. It would it would be like us, me and you, try to interpret what's going to happen forty thousand years from now on Earth. <laughs> right. Like we would just have, we just have our limited understanding of what we know of today. We don't know of what's going to happen on this planet years and years and years ago. So if somebody reads what we write today, they're going to be like, wow, this person, they were talking about spaceships. Ha, what the heck is that? <laughs> right. <laughs> what kind of technology yeah, was that? And what was that they're talking about? Well, was their spaceships the same as what That's it is right. now? They don't even understand what we're like, going What was those words? Why are they talking in those kind of ways? We just walk into a place and we're on the other side of the universe or whatever it well, is. I, mean, I totally get what you're saying. My Bible is in King James as well. Yeah, yeah. So I know exactly what you mean. And and, uh, and I will use different uh, versions, if you will, in the, but I always will compare, well, what does it say? Because I feel like I'm still missing, even though they have simplified it in a way where they think I, they, for the readers, I want to see what King James says because they pretty much are nuts and bolts. And right. it's so nuts and bolts. So you're like, okay, <laughs> let me read back ahead so I can figure out where this goes. <laughs> and I tell you for years, I personally, this is a little Winston reveal time, story time, is that for years I, I railed against it. For some, you know, because I would go to, I went to a, a Catholic university, and in order to get your bachelor's degree, you had to take a certain amount of theology courses. And I remember being the one person in the class that the professor couldn't stand, because I would ask all of these questions in the class about things. But mm. I have to say that I do remember those classes probably more than so many other classes I took. Really? Because a lot of those professors would give you Sunday school answers, right? They'd be like, ah, it's just faith. <laughs> just stop asking me questions. Go back. Yeah, you're making me think. Test. You're actually <laughs> testing my faith so that I can answer your question probably. Yes, yes. And, and as time has gone on, I've continued to be a student of trying to get a, a deeper understanding, not just of the Bible, but of the world. And, I, and I'm of the opinion that this world is here for a reason. This world is not here. There's not a whole bunch of Earths sitting around all over the universe. There might be other planets and other creatures living on other planets. But us being here, we are here for a reason. We've yes. got a big, giant vacuum cleaner called Jupiter that makes sure that nothing hits us all of the time so we can sit here and live the way we need to live. Everything is aligned in this universe exactly so this little planet can be here at the time it is with the people that's on it. Even our moon is purposely put there, in my opinion, in order for us to live and to make sure that our oceans go up and down the way they need to do it. All it's true. is here. So it's not a coincidence. No. It's just not. It's just not. And so that means that when we're pissed at each other because we don't like, you know, we don't like somebody for where they are or what they've done or what they say, it's kind of stupid when you think about why we are here. Um, but we do that because we're afraid. It's true. We don't want to. We don't want to consider another source of thinking, and that's the that's the biggest thing is opening yourself up. I mean, what I have learned is if I don't align with somebody, instead of getting angry, my point is, okay, well, can you explain to me why you think that way, so I can actually learn their perspective. And oftentimes, when I do that, I actually learn something about myself, yeah. and um, it helps me kind of 
figure out where, well, maybe, maybe I'm being a little too hard on this, or maybe I, I should be a little bit more strict in this area, or, you know, I really appreciate you opening up to me because not a lot of, it's all, it's always about, I, I need you to listen to me and I need you to conform to me. And it's really about coming, to, meeting each other together because we're never going to be alike. We we're never created the same way. It was to be to broaden our horizons for the uniqueness so that we come together in a whole as huge strength to move forward. Yeah. My, my wife always gives me a hard time because she'll hear me talk about people and I will use the term my friend to people. And she's like, how long did you know this person? Why do you know <laughs> your friend? You just, weren't you just on some call? With, you just meet them like one time and now they're your friend? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> I could just your friend. That's true. I don't got no time to be sitting there trying to qualify my friends. You don't have to pass a litmus test to be a friend. You're just a human being. And if That's I cute. and if I say I connect with you, then you're my friend. Yes, no. that's true. It's, no, I get it. I, I get both sides. Yeah. And uh, I've been, I have said the same thing, which makes me tickle because I used to say the same thing to my husband. Oh, okay. Who is it now? You know? <laughs> and uh, sure enough, he actually comes up, um, he says something that kind of like, okay, you got me. That's right. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, there's just a minute of learning. Uh, you and I talked about that yeah, you last don't keep, conversation. You, you keep your guard up, right? Because I grew up in a place where you got to always understand that there's always an X behind sometimes people. They'll, they'll say something to you like, hey, can you um, do this? But they're not really asking you that. They're yeah. asking you something else. I was having this conversation with someone the other day where it's like, yeah, well, someone asked me to say, hey, can you join a meeting for some group? Like they were trying to do some group in their community. But they didn't really want them to just join. That person really needed some help with that group <laughs> in the community. But they didn't yeah. want to say that. And they wanted to say, hey, I just need you to join. Because they're in a the mind like, maybe I can get him or her to do some of the stuff that I need help. Doing. Right. And so no, that's just manipulation yes and then a lot of times we as human beings we got a hidden x <clears throat> we just do yeah and, and, we just do and the more the more you know it that's why it's easier for me to say hey yeah that person's my friend because i know that they might need something at some point um or they might need some help but i tell you there's been enough people that have helped me in ways that i can't quantify by just being there for me. Like recently, like we're going through all this trauma and I got my own personal health things that came up, my health diagnosis. There's nothing but people pouring into me at that time. I didn't have to mm. body. I didn't have to go in, in like with a clarion, like a big clarion belt. Hey, by the way, I've got this situation. I didn't have to do that. People knew. No. And, and people just came in and they poured into my life. Well, I mean, I think the Lord also uses um, where, the, you know, the com the community is like a really big deal because once you start sharing prayer with somebody, you st there's a connection. And um, like the other day, I knew that I, either I would be calling you or you were going to be calling me because I'm cooking dinner and all of a sudden I hear, Winston, I'm like, <laughs> There's something, something either I need to call him or he, or, or he's going to call me and I got this situation. And I feel like the Lord just kind of like crosses your path 
without you realizing because it's intuitively you just hear an inner voice that just says something to somebody hey why don't you reach out see yeah. how they're doing you know kind of thing and, and, the, and challenge, the challenge here with us is that we've got to understand that our faith is the reason why we got to keep going because yeah. every single one of us are going through something you know a lot of times people will ask a question like why did this happen to me why did that happen to such and such? Well, the faith that God tells us to have is what's going to push us through and us as a species through. That's the key thing. It's not whether you're going to get a million dollars just by praying. You know, right. it's not, that's, not, that's not what faith is. Faith is being there for other human beings when they need you to be there and understand yeah. that they all matter and that they're all part of a greater scheme of the universe. That's it. And then you yourself will find that your burdens are slowly cut exactly. as you are focusing on the purpose of living and enriching yes. other people. Yeah. I said this recently to someone. It might have been on one of the podcasts where I shared that I believe that creativity, that all of the creative things that we do, whether it's writing or acting or producing or, or being an architect or, or creating a computer program, all of it is like we human beings tapping into our, tapping into our, um, that was my smart speaker. Alexa. Yeah. Oh, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, say too. <laughs> my smart, some, I tell you, they listening, Megan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm smart, I'm smart speakers. That energy, listen, yep, that's smart. it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was saying that all of those creativity, those creative things that we do are all of us tapping into our spirit. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit exists for us, and sometimes it's just hard because we can't really connect it. You know, what is the Holy Spirit? It sounds like a weird thing. But every time we do something beautiful on this earth and we create something beautiful on this earth, it's a snippet. We get a slight insight to that Holy Spirit. That they've given us that, that we've gotten that power just for that moment to write that great story or to That's act it. in that phenomenal scene. It's just that moment where we're doing it. I it is beyond your understanding when something right. happens. That is the Holy Spirit. That's exactly. The, and uh, so many times, like, well, how how do I connect with that? I don't know. I don't know how to. How do I feel that? And I said, one of the easiest things is to go outside and plant a flower. That flower was created without any, without anything that told it to plant. You bloom. It just bloomed on its own because God already made it that way. And when you start create, um, start helping that creation, you are tapping in to that energy of that divine, just straight goodness. And you can't help but feel it. You can't help but ground. Yeah. You can't help it. That flower is going to say, you know what, I'm, I'm sorry. You're not, you're not going to take any of my energy. It loves you so much. You're so thankful. Oh, thank you for putting me in the ground. Now just give me a little bit of water. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it's just, you know, it's such an incredible thing that we, and where we are, because we as human beings, I think we like to create things, and we like to destroy things sometimes. Yeah. Um, but the creativity or the create the things that we create, they last longer 
even if we make a building and we implode it 50 years later, it gave a lot of joy to people who went into that building. Mm-hmm. There's just ways to think about it. Megan, you are phenomenal. For those of you who are out there who are listening to the Creativity Cocktail for the first time, Megan and I do this all the time. And so I am so glad that she was able to join us on this 90th, um, 90th episode. Um, it's been so great to get to this point. We're going to have this big celebration in a few months about us getting two years. And wow. you, you were there early. And you remember, it was just like me having a conversation with you on my phone. And then from there, I'd figure out how to get it on Apple. And, and now, yeah. <laughs> so now we've found ways to continue to, to make sure that more and more people can hear us and hear what we're doing. Because no matter who you are right now, you are a masterpiece. I say this all the time. You were created as a masterpiece. But it's up to mm-hmm. you to keep painting little brushstrokes yeah. of your life. That's so true. Painting that tapestry. To Molding make... that masterpiece. That's exactly right. So, Megan, as we end this conversation, because I know you'll be back, so I don't even have to ask. I <laughs> That's <be>. true. <laughs> I know you'll be back with us. Uh, what's some parting words you have for the audience here at the Creativity Cocktail? Oh, you know what? I actually wrote down a couple of things. One of the things was pray. Don't stop praying. Pray all the time and slow your mind down so that you hear God's voice. And have faith in yourself because you're stronger than what you believe. That is beautiful. Thank you so much. As always, we're going to chop it up because we got lots of big things that happen here this year. So thanks again to you, Megan. I appreciate Thank you, Winston. All right, take care. <laughs>